Well, hey there, Hill. Hey, Jenny. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good. And hello there, listeners. Hi, everyone. Well, yeah. Welcome to another U2-ish podcast with the Garden Tarts. We're kissing lips and breaking hearts. <laughs> yes, we are. We're recording on uh, Sunday, June 11th, and if you're listening, it is on or after Wednesday, June 14th. This is Season 5, Episode 20. Bring it on. We've had a little U2 stuff in the last day. A little bit. Kind of. Because... Harry Styles just played at Slane Castle and the um, inhalers, as I now refer to them, <laughs> open for the Harrys. And so the Houston's, many of them were there. So you got to see that. And I guess it's pretty close to the anniversary of when you two opened for Thin Lizzy. Oh, really? I saw something comparing the two, so that was in 1981. I don't know the actual date. Let's look. Okay. If only we had a way to look up these facts. I know. If only we had a small handheld computer in our hands. Handheld computer in our hands. Uh, We also were on computers at the time. When did you two open for Tin Lizzy? I actually typed Tin. (laughs) Then let's see. Yes, I know it was 1981. Oh, then Lizzie was the first headline slain. August 16th, 1981. I mean, it's in the season of summer. Yeah. I think the summer anniversary. (laughs) The last time YouTube played slain, which was in 2001, it was also in August. Oh, that must be a perfect slang time. Yeah, but not they only have one concert like a year. Right. So maybe it's always in, which is always in August, maybe. No, because it was in June. <laughs> yeah. Ha ha ha. Um, And then just other inhaler news. They're going to end their tour. Look at my hair. That's fun. They're going to end their tour at the headlining the three arena. That's exciting. That's huge. Which um, I think is worth mentioning. Yeah. As familial yeah. news. I think that a lot of, well, not a lot, but several people I've seen mention that, you know, there's a lot of nepotism going on. But I don't think there is. Like, I don't think that they'd open, they'd headline an arena tour in the U.S. They're just headlining an arena show right in dublin which is smaller than our arenas here yes it's it's very small we've been there Um, and it's it's dublin it's their hometown they're definitely going to have a bigger audience so opening i don't think that they'd open for you know harry styles at a you know somewhere else like it's fitting that it's in ireland and i know people were like Oh, it's, you know, daddy's pulling strings to get them up for Harry Styles. But, and I know the music industry is so different now, but 1981 U2, 
yeah was not as good as oh, no. 2023 inhaler no. and for them to get that opening slot yeah it's great that it's an irish band yeah an up-and-coming big irish band it makes sense it absolutely makes sense i don't i mean you know i think that maybe it you know that's helped them get a foot in the door but it doesn't help it doesn't keep you right you know it doesn't keep you in good standing just because of you know right. who, who your father is i mean i'm trying to think of like other other sons slash daughters who got their foot in the door and have not taken off like that like look at joe sumner right sting probably got him in the door yeah and it's great he opens for sting all the time yeah which is i think just awesome why not why not and joe's amazing performer yes um and i'm sure i that's just the first that comes to mind but there are a lot of big ass names who got their kids out in front of people and those careers did not take off yeah and so, I mean, I think Joe Sumner has a very comfortable career, but right, he's not, he's not playing slain. He's not right. he's not headlining any arena. Also, we don't pay attention to Joe Sumner and Sting like we pay attention to yeah, the Houston's. I mean, I follow Joe. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, he's on tour all the time, but right. Um, I mean, I think he's playing clubs and stuff. He's not opening for Harry Styles. No. And he's not having a Pearl Jam. No. And I mean, I know Eddie and Bono are friends. Friggin' use it. Did they open for Pearl Jam? I know they opened for North Gallagher. It's coming. I think it's coming up. They're only playing like Middle America or like Colorado type areas. They're not coming east. I don't know if it happened yet or not. I don't think so. The Pearl Jam has a small tour coming up, and Inhaler is opening for them. I didn't know that. Well, that's exciting. I wonder when that is. Again, if only I could look that up. When is Pearl Jam touring? I real I've never seen Pearl Jam. Really? I feel like that is such a bucket list that I I just have to, I have to do it. Yeah, I've seen them um, a couple times, actually. Oh, yeah. Um, like August, September. Mm. Yeah, I just... Great. I think initially I just maybe wasn't crazy interested when it compared to other things going on. But now I'm like, fuck, Jenny, this is like your definition of high school. Yeah. I other than you two, but... I've seen them twice. And both times they put on amazing shows. Oh, I believe it. Speaking of shows, do we have anything else? Um, I think Edge was spotted in Italy. Was he? <gasps> yes. Sounds vaguely familiar. My brain is very tired. On a beach. Maybe it was Greece. It was somewhere in that region. I think I missed that. Well, Morley posted some pictures and he was in them. Ah, Sardinia. Where's that? Oh, wait, I can click on the link. Italy. No, it's an island off Italy. Yeah, okay. Man, life is rough, man. Yeah. So I had a crazy weekend. I can't wait to hear all about it. 
Do you want me to tell you about it? Oh, wait a minute. What? Um, let's back up a little bit. Okay. So friend Jenny, our friend Jenny, who's, yes. who's been wonderful, supportive of our of our pod, um, was actually at Slain. Yeah, she was. So exciting. Her pictures are great. Um, I would very much. I wonder if it was her first time there. I would like for her to record a little audio file for us about being at Slain. That would be great. Um, I was going to talk about that tonight and see if you knew. And then you mentioned it right before we started our app. I meant she and I talked about it a few days ago because she was posting pictures in Dublin. And I was like, what takes you there? And I just didn't even put two and two together. Um, that it was that that show was coming up. She said, and this is a good segue, actually, that she's a little embarrassed. She became such a huge Harry fan during the pandemic. I don't know if she feels old for that or I mean, she's our age, whatever. Like she feels old for that or whatever. And I'm like, first of all, Harry's amazing. Yeah. Every I plenty of grown ass women are fans because he's amazing. Yeah, I mean, y'all go to if you don't follow Beth and Bono, all one word on Twitter, she's been following him around. It takes these amazing photography. Amazing. She's the founder of the YouTube Tattoo Project. I highly recommend looking at her Harry Style photos on Twitter, whether you're a fan or not. It's just gorgeous concert photography. Garden Turn Amanda's a huge fan. Funny story. A few years ago, guessing if maybe two, three years ago. I don't know. Time's weird because of this whole pandemic thing. My now 15-year-old was obsessed with One Direction. Obsessed. And I'm like, if you like One Direction, first of all, where the fuck, why is she listening to One Direction? And like, how did that enter her orbit? And then I'm like, you should really listen to Harry Styles. And she's like, yeah, I just don't get the appeal. (laughs) <laughs> I just people think he's good looking I don't I just don't get the appeal of him blah 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 and now she, she calls him father and Taylor Swift is mother oh that's <laughs> Her really mother funny. and father apparently that's a thing but yeah Jenny reach out we'll reach out to you also look at she is Larry Mullen band on the Instagrams you can look at some of her pictures from Slane she's got some pictures and video I think I don't know if they're on Twitter or they might be well, my 15-year-old is hardcore Swifty, has been for a few years. I um, Not that it is a competition by any means, but I was the first Taylor Swift fan in this house. Just got to put that out there. My 13-year-old has been fighting the gravitational pull that is Taylor Swift for a while. And then like, six, eight months ago, just threw up their hands. It was like, I can't fight it anymore. <laughs> hardcore. These kids are fucking hardcore. And Taylor's... It's like a subculture that I just... It's fascinating to me. It's fascinating. I want to research it. I actually have pulled up some articles that I want to read about it. Because... Well, I'll get there. So... I am very, very happy to go to a Taylor Swift concert. I love her. I think she's talented, amazing, all these things. The closest one is two and a half hours away. 
We ended there's one in Pittsburgh, one in Detroit. We went to Detroit this weekend. We ended up with tickets to both shows, night one and night two. And some version of us went to both. My oldest went to both. Is the only one that went to both full ones. I went to one and a half. And I'm just not gonna get into the whatever of that. But I want to know though how that happened. Oh, you didn't know? Well, I mean, I knew that you got in, but I feel like you didn't tell us how that went down. Oh, it was so the thing. Okay, I'll just cliff notes. Are, night the first night we only had two tickets. Oldest was going to both shows. Youngest could only go to this show because they had something going on Saturday night. So. We decided that both kids would go to that show and my husband and I would wait outside, be on the premises, hopefully try and get in for safety issues so that we were in the building if anything happened or this or that. I mean, this is a stadium. And they are barely teenagers. Are they well versed in the world? Yes. Are they well-traveled? Yes. Have they been to concerts? Yes. Have they ever done anything of this magnitude on their own? No. And we were just really, we were watching all the resale sites. And like ticket prices were going down, but they were staying over $1,000. Even, let's see, she plays 44 songs. I got in there by the 20th. So even like 12, 15 songs into her set, Tickets were still like nine, eight, nine hundred dollars. That's crazy. And we were a little bit like, we have already paid so much fucking money for this weekend because we're driving, we've got hotels, we've got some of the tickets we got in verified fans, some of them are resale, there's merch. Like, it's just, God, tickets when you have a concert, when you have a family are so much more expensive than by yourself. It's a whole new ball game. But also we're like, and the kids are communicating with us. They're having a great time. They're sticking together. They're not allowed to go anywhere by themselves. They're following the rules. But we were really worried about the entire stadium emptying by itself into the streets of Detroit. Right. And us not being able to find them. Despite phones, because you know everyone's phone goes crazy when it's like yeah. 100,000 million people there. And we just didn't have a solid game plan in place with them. So we were watching StubHub. Eventually, StubHub tickets just disappeared. And then Vivid Seats tickets disappeared. And Seagate tickets just disappeared. Like, I think they just pulled them. And there is this app called TickPicks, T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K-S. And um, there was one floor seat, 15th row on the floor, not from the main stage, from one of the, in one of the sections. By the, I guess it would be her B stage. It was a big catwalk with two B stages, but it was the lowest that any of them got. And I'm not even going to say how much it was. It was less than $800. Meant a lot less. <laughs> but I, my husband is the frugal one. And he's also the one with the best gut when it comes to fast decisions. And he said, you need to get in there. So we bought it and I went in. And then the nice thing is, so her set list is the same every night, except for two songs that are about like 80% of the way through. So I knew when there were like three, four songs left, because if I was on the floor on this side of the stadium, they were in the upper bowl directly up from me. So I had to walk oh. 
the whole stadium and figure out how to get upstairs, you know, blah, blah, Um, So I got up there perfectly. There was like two songs left when I got up there, a song and a half. And they were in the front row of a section. So I was able to walk under them and be like, hey, hey, hey. And they were like, how the fuck did you get in here? <laughs> so you didn't tell, you, they didn't know that you were they in? They did. They didn't get it. They didn't get the text. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And they were pissed, pissed that I was on the floor. Sure. And it turns out she was mostly upset because I saw so much of it, which meant that they didn't get to tell me about it. Oh, Sailor does two surprise songs and they're acoustic. She does one on the guitar and one on the piano. And her rule is, is that unless the song is off her latest album, Midnight's, mm-hmm. she can't repeat any of them. So my kids have been watching which ones have been done and they'll be like, oh, fuck, we missed whatever, whatever. We're never going to hear it. We're not going to get it. And but there was one that they really, really, really wanted everything. And it was one that, that she played. Oh, that's cool. But the likelihood of it being that song is still so low. Her catalog is so huge. Yeah. Anyway, I wanted to compare. Um, I can't compare you two shows at a stadium with this show at a stadium. This felt insane. But I've also always been GA. Yeah. I've never been up in that air. I mean, I guess we go up for like a grab water for people or something. But it's never... But it's, like, before the doors really open. Or the doors are open, but it hasn't, like, like the opening act hasn't come on yet. Yeah. And we got there. We learned from the first night to not get there too early because it was just so crazy that you could easily park and get in the doors rather quickly if you showed up closer to. And she had two opening acts. There was plenty of time. Show started at 630. We got there at 6. And we peed and got merch and water, and we still saw most of the second opening act. And God bless Ford Field, because they had their shit together. Merch outside, inside, I mean, and Taylor's folks. Like, they obviously know their fandom and that this crowd needs to be managed in a way that everyone is safe and gets where what they need when they need and all this but taylor's performance i was kept i was just i have a video i need to send you and garden tart amanda thinking about being up in these seats how i never felt far away from her mm-hmm. and i'm understanding what bono and the band say now when they want everyone to feel like they're in the best seat in the house and we're spoiled and we have high expectations and we fucked ourselves for that. Like that's our own fault. But her screen was batshit insane. It was like every graphic on there was like 3d. You didn't always know what was on stage and what wasn't. Mm. And so that technology was awesome. I'm sure it's built off of a screen that you two was used. Right. Um, the staging, it was this huge catwalk. And then in the middle of that was like a diamond-shaped B stage that was larger than I could possibly comprehend. Like, at some point, they had four, five or six bicycles riding on it. And it was like, they could have had 10, and there would have been plenty of room for all these bicycles. Like, I can't even... And then it came out more, and then it then, then there was like a T-shaped 
stage at the end. And like, I was only, I was not, so I guess I was 15 rows on the end from like that kind of B stage. I was not close. I was close. That's, but if she was not at that ledge, but mm. she wasn't off the, she was in the middle. It, the place is huge. Yeah. I didn't realize how big football things that's not her fault. That's just, I'm just trying to say the mass of it. But her breaking down that fourth wall that Bono and actor is the one talks about. This was the coolest thing. You heard about. Okay, let me know when you're. Yeah, I'm going to. Okay, y'all, I'm going to cut all that out. But two things just happened. One, we got a text from Garnt Hard Amanda, who was at our Blossom Music Center, which is our amphitheater up here in Northeast Ohio, to see The Cure. And weather is coming through and they've been told to seek shelter. So that's fun. I am less worried for her safety because I'm just not worried. I'm very worried she won't see the cure. Yeah. And at the same time, my husband brought me ice cream and cake. So (laughs) you you win some, you lose some. Yeah. I'm not minimizing that for you, Amanda. We are going to keep up with you, I promise. I just am really glad to have ice cream cake. Okay, Hill, have you heard about these bracelets that Taylor has at her concerts? No. I heard about them, but I think when she was doing promotion for the tour, she talked about it. I don't think I've heard about it otherwise. She said it was something like, I wanted to make sure everyone had this bracelet that lights up so I can see everyone. So I'm like aware, because it's bright up there for her. I can see everyone's presence. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah. To make that personal. Wow. These things, they got two little lights on them that come on the same color and they are controlled. I got to look this up by something in the stadium. I actually saw down on the stage, something was like a white dome. And I wonder if there's some kind of like radio signal with um, like walls, quote unquote. So when you get a bracelet, when you come, when you go in, you get a bracelet when you go in, Mm -hmm. it's LED and at any given moment, it's a different color is filling the whole stand. Oh, my God. Or it's pulsing with the beat of the song. During Lover, there were literally four huge hearts made out of these bracelets on projected onto. It's not projected. It's coming from the stands. Oh, my God. Sorry, you need to calm down. It was a wave of, like, rainbow lights. I took videos to send you all. It was. I've never seen anything like it ever so fucking cool and just like to get into like those people who are like youtube stuff is always the same so was every other big ass performer who has a huge ass production y'all need to goddamn get over it right it's not no i mean i say this about youtube stuff it's actually not intended for you to see more than one show right right i mean we're the exception right and I think, I mean, and Swifties are going to be the same way we are. Going to multiple shows. And they're hoping to get their favorite surprise songs. Right. Just like we're hoping that our one show is when they're going to play Red Flag Day and they never do. No. <laughs> but there's those little hopes. And like one fun little story that you wouldn't have heard before. Right. There's a song that she has called Marjorie. It's off Evermore. That a lot of people put their phones up during it. It's a sweet song. It's obviously about losing a loved one. And I don't, except for the really obvious stuff, I don't know a lot 
about her songs and her lyrics. Some she does sing very autobiographically, so there's stuff you can pick up and there's stuff in the news, whatever. But she was saying how that was song Margie was her grandma who passed away when she was 13. And that her voice is actually on that recording. And she's like, that was really sweet. You put your lights up. She really would have liked that. Oh. And that was definitely an impromptu. Mm-hmm. She did not do that the first night. So that's cool. Like those little tiny things, little yeah. tiny things. But holy shit, that woman. Good news. I would love to see. Posted a thing saying good news. The show will continue. Amanda did. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's passing. I'm looking out for Amanda. The two shows were so incredibly consistent. It was insane. Insane. And I mean consistent in the most professionally perfect way where you also feel like you're getting a one of a kind experience. Right. That woman deserves every accolade she's ever given. And I just don't think there are a lot of people that give her shit anymore. No, I I don't hear about that. They may not like her music, like just don't enjoy it, but I don't hear that anymore. But it was cool to see another perspective, perspective of another band, another performer in that kind of arena. I would be interested to ask, Bernadette Amanda has seen Beyonce in a stadium. And I bet you it's similar. Yeah, oh, I bet. Very similar level of, of performance. I've never seen Madonna in that big of a space. I'm trying to think who else. I mean, I haven't. The only other person I've seen in a big, and it's not person, but I said I went to the Tibetan Freedom concert in DC. Right. And aside from you two, that's the only time I've seen a right a, any performance in a large football stadium. Aside from I've seen a football game. Right. I saw like the Rock Hall opening ceremony, but that again, that wasn't like the Freedom concert. It was just a bunch of acts in a row. It it was, and it was like two stages. It, it, yeah. it was totally different than seeing you two. I was just trying to think of. And, and they it, didn't have like the technology for BCG. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to think. I was supposed to see the Stones, but then COVID hit. Right. I was supposed to go with you. Right. It's fun for me because, and everyone listening, you know, there are just certain you two songs that just. When you like when you heard it the first time, it just like it's like you almost like sink. It's so heavy and so perfect, right? Like you feel it in you. I don't mean heavy necessarily in a bad way, but Taylor was a big COVID. I got into Lover. I'm not a longtime Taylor fan. I got into Lover right before COVID hit, and I listened to it obsessively. And then when Evermore and Folklore came out, and they're just so such a different side of her, and they're so gorgeous. And there's this one song called Champagne Problems. And I know exactly where I was and what I was doing when I first heard that song. Yeah. And it was during the lockdown. I was walking the dog. I was on the corner of Warrington and Clayton getting ready to cross the street. And that song came into my earbuds while the world was falling apart. And I felt something I hadn't felt in so long. So to hear that live yeah. was pretty. took me right back there. And it's lovely to have that from other artists. Yeah. Than just you two. So I hope you all have that too. Something. We all have things that take us back places. Yeah. The first show of Joshua Tree I saw in Vancouver. Right. I think it's the only stadium show that I had. I had really not good tickets. My right. seats were really far back. And I, and I mean, I don't know. I think I kind of wasn't happy about that. I don't 
I went out there not knowing what my tickets would be. And then when we got, I didn't look them up or anything. I wasn't um, told what they were. And yeah. I got there. I was just like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, <laughs> I've never seen a YouTube show that far back. And it didn't matter. Right, right. I mean, it, it, that show, you know, to me was larger than life. And to see it. You, you know, saw the whole show. Yeah, the whole show. Like my um, experience with Taylor in the stands was way more fulfilling. I like the floor because the energy is different. Everyone's like the same height and the dancing and jumping. It's like doesn't feel feels awkward to me up in the stands. Yeah. But I'm starting to eat my cake before the ice cream melts. Yeah, definitely do that. Really good. That's all I have about Tay Tay. I really wanted to try and compare it to like the U2 experience with Swifties, man. They got nothing on any of us. <laughs> you know who else breaks that fourth wall? I mean, there is not even a fourth wall. Is Lizzo? It does. It doesn't even exist. Yeah. There is no facade there. She is literally with you the entire time, and you are with her. Mm-hmm. That was an arena. It felt smaller. It was significantly smaller, but still. Anything strange and startling to report? To report? Not that I can think of. I watched a few documentaries that recently that were kind of strange and startling oh yeah i mean i should have known what i I knew what i was getting into so i knew that they were going to be alarming but yeah uh, i saw the shiny happy people about the duckers okay and that was it it's one prime okay it was just uh i don't know i mean basically they were they are part of a cult right you should just have as many children as you can and they don't provide for their family or it's pretty bad. The title got me because it's called Shiny Happy. Right. Beauty. I could see how that would happen. Yeah. Um, I mean, I knew what it was about and I, I should have known that it was. But I mean, it was well made. Like, uh-huh. I recommend it. And then for some bizarre reason, I watched a documentary about Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> how was that experience? It was strange and startling. <laughs> it it was it it was really well made too. I mean these yeah. these were actually two. They held my interest in subject matters that I give zero craps about. That's impressive. Yeah. So they have to. I don't know where I saw Arnold. Was that on Netflix? I don't remember. And they're both like multi-part documentaries. Is the Arnold one newish? They're both brand new. Like I feel like I've seen like his face on Netflix or whatever. Like I think in the past like week they both come out. They're very both very very new. It was interesting. He uh, he talks a lot about well his former brother-in-law Bobby Shriver, who's the co-founder of Red. Right. But I mean he he just he kind of brought like like he was a a big impact in his life. And I so there's some crossover in our. Cool there but he's just an asshole really yeah sorry to hear that yeah arnold not bobby right oh yeah i don't know any i don't know much about bobby just right his association with bono and that he was arnold schwarzenegger's you know brother-in-law Brother-in-law, yeah but um arnold is just an asshole but it was a good it was well made i i um recommend it there was a documentary what was the documentary that just came out at the tribeca film festival Mm. about sarajevo okay that's it 
What's it called? Last week. It premiered at the at the Tribeca Film Festival. What was it called? What's it called? Kiss the Future. Kiss the Future. That I knew it had like a reference. Yeah, and it was produced by Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Right. I look forward to seeing that. Yeah. Oh, another thing that I watched and I highly, highly recommend it is the Smartless tour. I'm a halfway I'm well, I've watched like two of them. Well, the the first I I, I laughed so hard at that first one. I, I I mean I laughed at all of them, but that first episode, I mean I laughed. Was that I the was Will like, Ferrell one? Yes, I was like shaking laughing, like and you know when you're like by yourself and no one's around and you laugh that hard, it's like for real funny. That's for real, for real, because yeah. you're not even feeding off anyone else. But it was yeah the Will Ferrell one, I really like that. They they have one with. Uh, David Letterman, that's really good too. That's really good. Yeah, but I mean, they're all great. I was so sad that they. I think it's five episodes that they only had. Like they need to do it. They need to do that again because. Right. And they at the end they they say we need to do this again. But to me, just the oh my god, it's like how just them eating. Oh my god, them all like in the same big ass hotel suite together. Yeah. And they can't even the, eat nicely together. No, they can't. And the and they're the fact that everyone's so concerned about what everyone else is eating. Sean Hayes, I don't think gives a shit. No, he doesn't give a shit. No, but the fact that Jason mostly Jason that it is mostly Jason. But he might the, have a problem. <laughs> that what? He might have a problem. He might have a problem. Him and his gas ex. Um, but I just. I get, that is a must see if if you don't listen I, I have and I'm, I'm ashamed to say that I haven't listened to any of their episodes in a long time um but you got me into that and I drove in like horrible traffic from from Annapolis to where I live it took me I don't know how many hours many 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 hours and um and you're I, like, send me more. I'm just like, just send me the links because I was driving and I couldn't like go yeah. and get and access them. So um, I'm just like, Jenny, send me more, send me more. But I mean, I like at one point I was worried about driving and laughing that hard because I couldn't keep my eyes like it was. If you have not listened to the Tony Hale one, that needs to be your next one. I haven't. That's Buster Blues. Yeah. I'm sure that's great. Um, yeah. There, that's absolutely your next one move. That made me laugh the hardest was Jimmy Fallon. I don't know why, but it was, uh, that was a really, really good one. Speaking of blackish, the Tracy Ellis Ross one is just perfection. Oh, I, think, I think I did. I think that I was think you, the one you sent me. It was the first one I sent you. Yeah. He started listening to it because Bono was on it. Right, that's how I and I enjoyed it. I I, enjoy, I, I guess I need to go back and listen to that now that I understand the format. The format. Yeah, but they're just they're so clever. I mean, in the episodes, they also Jason Bateman does also talk about food and digestion a lot. Um, yes, they're very worried about Sean. Yeah. Um, for Sean. But um, 
Anyway, I just, I so enjoyed that. I enjoyed every second of it. And I think that, because I really like rewatches, I think that I'm going to give it like a month and then rewatch it. We should say, if y'all don't know, it's Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and Sean Hayes. Smartless. Smartless. Less. Because it is pretty dumb. But like in the smartest way. Yeah. Mostly. I mean, the, the, the first episode they did... They were in D.C. and I don't think anybody had ever been to D.C. or knew anything about D.C. It was just like. <laughs> that's 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 right. <laughs> oh, my God. Just watch. It's on HBO. I'm sorry. It's on Max. Max. Formerly the channel formerly known as HBO Max. You can subscribe to. Well, I think Wanderly is the podcast provider. I mean, you go Apple Music, Spotify, whatever. But if you just wait an extra week, then that episode is no longer a subscription. So real quick before I forget, on my way home today on the west side of town, I saw a sign for a restaurant off the highway, an Italian restaurant called Sorrento. Really? Which has been there for all of time. Oh. I just didn't care to notice the name before. Like, the sign didn't look new to me. I just never cared. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, that's all I got. Um, Anything else? I think that's all I have. I finished my cake, y'all. I hope you didn't hear me eat it. No. It was ice cream, so I don't think you did. As opposed to crunchy, crunchy. We have a an ice cream place. It's I've only been... I've only been there, like... A few t- three times or something. It's been open a year, but I only discovered it in the past like month or so. Yeah, um, they have the best ice cream, and it. I don't know how they make it, but it has a really. I guess it's high freezing point. Huh. I guess that's the term. I. So it's mushy. It, it like melts really quickly. Huh. But it's amazing. It's like the creamiest, ama- most amazing ice cream. And um, they had this one flavor called uh, brown butter bourbon truffle. What? The best ice cream I've ever had. I went there once. I, and they took it off the menu. And I'm just like, damn it. Why did I even say this was the best ice cream I've ever had? I felt like they heard like quickly. It's like, it's like finding your favorite thing at Trader Joe's and telling people about it. I, I do it all the time and then and it's gone. And so um so my parents discovered a flavor that they liked. They're far less picky than I am. I'm pretty picky about everything. But yeah. And um they got it I got it for them a couple times. And then the last time I went in there they didn't have that either. And and they they just replace it. Like it's it's just really fancy ice cream. Right. So they're just changing it up. They they yeah. change it up all the time, but I I I would like to go to there. It's really like um, some of the best ice cream. I think it, it probably is the best ice cream I've ever had. We have another ice cream place that um, it's a little further away, and they they have amazing ice cream too. But what makes theirs like they have little waffles. Yeah. Eat teeny little waffle with a scoop of ice cream on it and that's what makes it I feel like you've told me about this thing before yeah it's really 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 good my uncle um 
discovered it and we we've it's just been like my favorite place to go they um the people that own it are getting married in france this week so they're closed for a week that's delightful and fancy yeah very exciting yeah but so no ice cream this week from them but the other place is open so you have to go get the fancy stuff yeah which is closer and i kind of like it better anyway but it sounds like a good plan then yeah Okay, my two nights of Taylor Swift body kicking brain are very tired, and um, I think I have to go. I have to go as well. Thanks for listening, everyone. Yes, thanks for listening. Thanks for talking to me, Hillary. Thank you for talking to me. We never say thank you to each other. No, but thank you. you. You're welcome. I'm glad Amanda's going to see The Cure. Yep. Glad I've seen Taylor Swift. I will never miss her again. And um, here's to our next show together. Yep. Awesome. Okay. Good night. Good night. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. I'm trying to be smartless. Bye. <laughs> I like one of Sean's things is that he has to repeat stuff that you think is funny. Yeah. So if like, and you know, Will so often gets the bye in there and then <laughs> Will has to like repeat it twice, <laughs> like at the same. I just find him really adorable. They're all the three of them together are just, and they're together all the time. God, Jason plays a lot of golf. That's a life, man. A lot of he eats a lot of kale. He's got an assistant. Yeah. Well, her name is it starts with an M. That poor lady. Well, and it's just weird to watch him because he has obviously been so famous for so long. Yeah. And had people do stuff for him for so long. It's like he's a completely different level yeah. than Will and Sean. Oh, but completely. Absolute comfort of just having people just do everything for him. Yeah. And I really attribute that just to his childhood, being a childhood actor. Yeah. Gosh, what a world. Can't imagine. But. I don't know. I so I my you know my I have stomach problems sometimes, and I swear just like hearing them every three seconds going over and over what their order is gonna be, what they're gonna order. It was just like my tummy hurts. Like, Can I have some of that gas axe? <laughs> he knows if his farts are gonna stink or not. Oh my God, I I love it. I mean I I enjoyed it. Yeah. But it made my tummy hurt. Yeah. I believe it. Yeah. Okay. Bye. 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 We'll be back next week with more U2-ish content. In the meantime, keep chatting with us on social media at the underscore Garden Tarts. Sign up for our newsletter at thegardentarts.com and share with your YouTube friends. You can support us on Patreon, buy me a coffee, and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Kissing Lips and Breaking Hearts, a YouTube podcast with The Garden Tarts, is created, produced, and edited by us, The Garden Tarts. Intro and outro music by December. See you next week.